Chronicles of the Awakened is a story-based podcast and a work of fiction. It is narrated and created by J.A. LaRock. You can find this podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Previously on Chronicles of the Awakened, Chase arrives in the negative mirror to search for a special human soul. It is believed that this soul may have the power to change the war between the angelics and the demonics. But first, she has to perform a retrieval, a process that will allow the soul, Vincent, to relive the final moments before his death. Chapter 23 Cardinal Sin Chase looks over at a board-up window which only allows the smallest stream of light into the room. The shine in her eyes fades, returning to normal. Chase kneels, placing the palm of her hand against the floor. Her eyes gaze across the room to a large metal door that stands out of place. The room appears designed not only to keep people out, but to keep people in as well. Yes. Chase says with uncertainty in her voice. This is your home. The floorboards creak, catching Chase's attention. She quickly rises to her feet, staring towards the hallway adjacent to the living room. The sound of light footsteps grows closer. A young boy peers around the corner, his eyes fearfully searching the living room for any signs of life. Chase immediately recognizes the boy. It is what she caught a glimpse of when looking into Vincent's soul. Me, Vincent stammers as his eyes gaze upon his younger self. As the boy steps into the living room, Chase is taken aback by his appearance. His dangerously thin body tiptoes across the living room towards the boarded-up window. Dirty rags barely fitting his clothes cover the boy. Several cuts and bruises can be seen on the boy's body from the stream of sunlight shining upon him. It is clear to Chase he has been a victim of abuse and extremely malnourished. The boy stretches out his thin arms, opening his tiny hands to the ray of sunlight. He smiles as if he has not seen the light in weeks and is being bathed in it. Vincent's hands begin to shake. Chase once again adjusts her life energy feed attempting to calm him, but as she continues to watch the boy, her own emotions begin to stir up within her. The young boy reaches towards the space in between the boards covering the window. Pushing them apart, he stares outside at a metal fire escape. A giant smile comes over his face as Vincent stretches his tiny hands through the boards and pulls out a small box of crayons. The boy rushes around the corner, disappearing for a moment. Within seconds, he returns, scattering back onto the floor, carrying a worn piece of construction paper with him. No. Don't. Vince whispers with a sound of terror in his voice that does not go unnoticed by Chase. The boy places the paper on the floor directly in front of the rug, then sits down, crossing his legs. Chase takes a step forward, attempting to look at what is drawn on the paper, 
Vincent reaches out, grabbing Chase by the wrist, slightly startling her. She turns, staring at Vince, whose eyes are still locked on his younger self. The boy begins drawing on the paper. With each stroke of the crayon, his smile widens. A sound at the front door startles the boy, fading his smile, sending him jumping to his feet. A look of fear comes over his face as the doorknob slowly turns, then opens. Quickly leaning over, the boy picks up the drawing, hiding it behind his back as the door swings open. A middle-aged woman enters the apartment. She whips her head around, looking behind her in a state of panic, as if she expected to find someone following her. She quickly closes the door and locks it behind her. Her jet black hair falls over onyx-colored eyes. She also looks malnourished and abused. However, as Chase looks upon her, she can tell that the cuts upon her skin are self-inflicted. Wrapped in a long black coat, the woman looks at the boy, standing before her, trembling. Vincent! What are you doing out of your room? The woman screams. Her voice is semi-hoarse and her eyes are wide with fear and derangement. Vincent stares at the woman as she approaches the boy. Chase can feel the fear within him, but is unable to assist him as she did before. She knows it is important for him to see this and experience everything, no matter how painful it is. The woman storms over to the boy, her expression changing from fear to anger. She raises her hand and brings it down forcefully, striking the boy across the face. The boy falls to the floor, but does not make a sound. Vincent winces as if it was him who was struck. Chase balls her free hand into a fist, her calm now completely gone. The woman steps over the boy, lying crumpled on the floor. She looks out through the opening in the boards on the window and gasps in panic. You've let them find you, the woman yells. The light! They found you! The woman steps towards the boy, bending down and reaching out to him. She stops and pulls away at the last moment, her eyes catching view of the drawing on the ground. The woman walks over to the drawing and kneels down before it. Picking the paper up, she stands and stares at the drawing. As Vincent watches it, it becomes clear to Chase that he fully remembers this event and knows what is to happen next. Chase begins to understand what she saw in his eyes. What she has witnessed has ties to her own history of pain and abuse. Her grip on Vincent's shoulders tightens as she can feel his instinct and need to turn away. It causes her discomfort to force him to watch, something she has not felt for a long time. The boy slowly crawls across the floor towards the window. The woman's arms drop to her side. She begins crying uncontrollably, lowering her chin to her chest. The young boy pulls himself to his feet and slowly approaches his mother, wanting to comfort her. Vincent's hands begin to shake as the young boy draws closer. We can go to them, Mom. They are just like us. All of them. The young boy says, reaching out to his mother. The woman raises her head, her eyes showing the faintest glow of red. Crumbling the drawing in her hand, she looks at the boy as if he had changed from being her son to something else. 
something horrible. I've... I've failed, the woman says with deep depression and regret. They've already taken you. The boy steps backwards, now frightened by his mother's change in demeanor. The woman lashes out, grabbing hold of the boy's wrist, wrenching him towards her. The boy struggles to free himself, trying desperately to pull away, but this causes her to only squeeze tighter. A maddening look in her eye panics the young boy as he begins to cry. They've come before. Don't you understand? The woman says. I can fix it. I can remove the mark. The boy cries out as his mother forcefully drags him down the hallway. Chase steps forward, guiding Vincent into the hall. The woman walks slowly down the hallway towards the bathroom at the end of it. Pulling the boy kicking and screaming into the bathroom, she slams the door behind her. Chase approaches the bathroom door and reaches out towards it. As her hand reaches the doorknob, it passes through, as if it was a spirit attempting to touch something tangible. Vincent turns away from the door, facing the opposite side of the bathroom. The sounds of the boy's cries can be heard over the running of water. Chase takes Vincent's hands and leads him towards the door. Vincent stares at the floor, unwilling to avert his gaze from the ground. She can feel the terror coursing through him. Softly taking hold of his chin, she pulls his head up to her eye level. I know how difficult this can be. Believe me, Chase tells Vincent, softening her voice to be as comforting as she can. This is the only way, Vincent. I cannot open this door. Only you can. You have to see this. You have to see the truth. Vincent looks into Chase's eyes, and as scared as he is, trusts and believes her but it does not take away his fear. Chase guides Vincent's hand over to the doorknob. Vincent grabs hold of the handle and closes his eyes. Chase places her hand on top of his and turns the knob. A flash of light pours out from inside the bathroom, bathing everything in white. Both Chase and Vincent's eyes glows a bright white as the light around them slowly fades. As the light disappears, Vincent and Chase stand inside a small, worn-down bathroom. The filthy, unkept bathroom is covered wall-to-wall -wall with dingy white paint, much of it chipped and falling from the walls and ceiling. The floor, a checkerboard of white and black, is covered in clothes and toilet paper. Kneeling in front of a bathtub full of water, the woman furiously scrubs the naked young boy with a coarse bath brush. The boy cries out with every motion of her hand, his skin red and raw. The woman continues despite his cries in a manic trance. No, it's not working, the woman screams in panic terror. I can't remove the mark. They'll find you if... Vincent and Chase watches as the woman pushes the boy underwater, holding him underneath as he struggles to free himself. Vincent reaches out to stop the woman but his hands face through her. Recoiling in horror, he realizes that there's nothing he can do. The woman looks at her son as he continues kicking, struggling, trying to escape. Chase can see within the woman's eyes that there is a struggle within her very soul. 
The woman truly believes what she is doing is right, but there is something deep, dark within her, something Chase cannot identify. Vincent falls to his knees as he watches the boy's movement slow and then come to a stop. As the final few bubbles of air escape the boy's mouth and float to the surface of the water, his mother smiles over her now motionless son. Pulling her son's lifeless body from the water, she smiles resting his head against her chest and rubbing his back as if he was only sleeping. You're safe now, Vincent, the woman calmly whispers to her son. I promise they will never have you. Their mark is gone. We're free. Sleep now and know that I will always love you. The woman stands and carries the boy from the bathroom. Vincent stands and lunges forward, crying out to his mother. Beyond the door, the hallway is engulfed in a blinding light, stopping Vincent in his tracks, causing him to cover his eyes. Stumbling backwards, Chase catches him. Vincent turns, wrapping his arms around Chase, crying into her arms. Chase lowers her head and holds him tightly as the reality around them begins to darken. As the darkness fades, Vincent lifts his head from Chase's shoulder and finds himself back in the alley. A rush of thoughts and memories enters his mind. His eyes widen as he pulls away from Chase, slamming his back against the dumpster. Staring at her in disbelief, he fights to understand all the information flowing through him. His hands begin to shake as the power inside him awakens and his life energy stabilizes. What? What did you do to me? Vincent asks, grabbing hold of the dumpster. Why? Why would you show me that? My... My mother... What, what she did to me? I'm sorry, Vincent, Chase says. Even though I stabilized your life energy with my own, the retrieval process is still necessary to allow you to pass on to the afterlife. It is never easy to relive one's death. <sighs> especially at the hands of a loved one, but it's the only way. Vincent stares at Chase. His calm brought on by her energy has long since passed, and with it, a trust in her words. Now confused, Vincent searches his thoughts and memories for something he can attach himself to. Shaking his head in disbelief, Vincent looks down at his hands. His eyes widen further as he does not recognize his own body. Death? No, no, that, that's not possible, Vincent stammers. Where, where am I? What happened to me? Th this is a dream, a nightmare. Chase reaches out her hand towards Vincent, taking a step forward. No, Vincent, this is not a dream. The answers are within you. Focus on your life energy and you will understand. Concentrate on what it is telling you, and you will see the truth. Vincent tries to back away, but cannot move any further. His eyes lock onto Chase's sword hilt. Remembering the eerie glow from her eyes and the memories of his death, his fear grows. Vincent slides his back against the dumpster, slowly moving around it. It's you, Vincent shouts. You did something to me. I can feel... I can feel it! Who are you? She's your enemy, Vincent. 
a woman's voice in the distance yells out. Chase quickly turns around, following the sound of the voice. Her eyes sharpen as she looks down the hallway at a tall woman standing in between two robed, humanoid figures. The woman smiles as she crosses her arms. Dressed in a black, leather-like suit tightly fitted to her athletic frame, Vince sees a similar bladeless sword hilt attached to the belt around the woman's waist. The two figures, dressed in oversized black robes, stand motionless at her side. Thin, translucent-skinned arms protrude out from the oversized sleeves. Only piercing crimson eyes can be seen beneath a large hood covering their heads. It sends an increasing wave of fear throughout Vincent's body. Lucia! Chase growls, wrapping her fingers around her sword hilt. I knew, I knew as soon as I saw him, that he would bring you out. Vincent cowers behind the dumpster, frightened by the sight of the new arrivals. A childlike fear takes over as he stares at the ghostly pale face and dark red lips of Lucia. Unknowing of who to trust, he only hopes that they will both leave him alone. Lucille smiles evilly as she looks upon Chase with contempt. Flicking back her straight, long black hair, her eyes change from jade green to a glowing and deep crimson red. Oh, of course you knew, Chase. Come on. We all know what this is, Lucia says, recrossing her arms, her voice cold and arrogant. After all this time, you still kept your anger for me. I'm touched. If that is so, then you should also remember that if it wasn't for your fellow angelics, you would not be here right now. I would consider that before you speak your next word. Chase's eyes light up in a blaze of white energy as she grinds the heel of her foot into the ground. Pulling the hilt from her waist, Chase holds it near to her thigh, ready to attack. Lucia does not react to Chase's movements. Her confident smile is reinforced by the growing intensity from the crimson aura of energy surrounding her body. Chase turns to Vincent. She can see the fear and confusion in his eyes. With a blink, Chase's eyes return to normal. Gripping her sword hilt tightly, she steps out of her stance. I know you don't understand what's happening, Vincent, Chase says, trying her best to calm him. Lucia is very dangerous. Stay here. I promise. I will protect you. Ha! You promise? Lucia yells out, followed by a taunting laugh. So you're making promises now? You shouldn't make promises you can't keep, Chase. Are you here for this boy or for revenge? Listen, you made a mistake calling me here. It's not too late to run. Leave the boy and I promise I will spare your life. Lucia turns her gaze upon Vincent. Her eyes peer deep into his as if looking into his very soul. Vincent trembles, able to feel the evil intent within her. Lucia runs her tongue slowly across her upper lip, then flashes a grin at him. 
Vincent lowers himself behind the dumpster for protection. Though still confused and frightened, he understands that Lucia is the true one to fear. Decide quickly, Lucia demands. My patience has limits. The fire in Chase's eyes rekindles. They glow brightly as Chase refocuses on Lucia. Looking into her eyes, Chase remembers what was done to her, the people Lucia has hurt. Gabriel's words of warning fade away as a burning desire for revenge overtakes her. The energy level within Chase's body rises to its maximum. The aura surrounding her body intensifies as she prepares to fight. Run? Chase questions. I've been waiting for this day for over two years. I will not leave without him, and you will not leave here with your life. Neither your mouth or that fire within you has changed, has it, Chase? Lucia scoffs. Your words are only spoken to hide your fear, little girl. You're no Mia. Where is your mentor anyway? Why Gabriel will allow you out alone after what happened last time is beyond me. Have you learned nothing since then? Are you ready to lose this soul as well? Are you so ready to die? Chase grits her teeth as she raises her sword hilt into the air. Light emanates from the palm of her hand. The aura surrounding it shines. Vincent's eyes widen as a stream of white energy swirls upward from the top center of the hilt. The energy spins and dances as if controlled by Chase's thoughts. Extending out from the hilt, the energy grows larger and brighter as it takes the form of a katana blade. Vincent watches in amazement as the blade of pure energy becomes solid. The now fully formed sword glows brightly its transparent surface shines like a star wrapped within a crystal. An aura of energy surrounds the exterior of the blade shining out in every direction. The light shines throughout the alleyway brightening it with its brilliance. The astonishing display momentarily removes the fear and confusion from Vincent, replacing it with a childlike wonder. Chase lowers her sword, pointing it at Lucia. There is much I've learned since our last encounter, Lucia. Let me show you. Next week, Chapter 24.